0: With us right now Matt Aponte. Matt, you're the author of the book The Art of Kicking Ass and Taking Names. Uh you're found on the web at the mattaponte.com. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Okay. Oh, thank you for having me. Real honor to be a guest. Absolutely. So Matt, um high level. Uh go ahead and I mean, we'll ta- certainly talk about, you know, uh how to kick ass today, but um yeah, give give us an overview of, of your great work. Um,
1: yeah, so I'm a uh, personal empowerment coach with a uh, background in, um, neurology and psychology. I'm a, a certified neurolinguistic programmer, um, mm-hmm. also a hypnotherapist as well. So I, I use all of the skills that I've essentially just refined over the years to make myself a better entrepreneur and to unlock my future success. And I turn that into a, essentially a coaching curriculum or program where I help other entrepreneurs and, uh, high level achievers, or as I'd like to call hustlers, uh, to kind of be able to break through whatever glass ceilings, uh, they've created for themselves, which we all do through life. So that yeah. we can achieve the, the, uh, success that they are searching for.
0: What are some case uses where NLP and, or specifically, I'm, I'm curious about on the, on the hypnotherapy, which is, uh, completely different, but, uh, what are some case uses to start with hypnotherapy, um, where, where hypnotherapy would be, a uh, a really effective tool uh, for helping with something that's that's going on in in a, in a busy professional's life. Yeah, so I'll actually use a. Uh... Uh, an example of,
1: of, of one client, particular young entrepreneur. Um, so hypnotherapy is one of those things that's not just, you know, thrown around um, and used all the time. It's very, you know, whenever there's really deep seated either yeah. trauma or beliefs that they're just having a really hard time getting over. Um, even after going through some of the processes, I take them through consciously of trying to kind of override those things and move past. So they're really good in the instances of um, let's say if you're any kind of addiction, um, especially if that addiction has been triggered due to some kind of trauma um, in the past, which is most of the times uh, how it happens. And um, through hypnosis, then we're able to kind of go really deep into the deepest parts of the subconscious mind. Reframe some of those things, um, and so, like for instance, uh, there was uh, one who had an addiction with cannabis, and while cannabis itself isn't bad, it right. was just allowing it was you know it's not productive, right? Right. You're constantly in that, and it kind of you know puts you in a space where you're not too productive, at least for this person. Yes. Um. And so, uh, so that was where hypnotherapy in that instance was really good to kind of help him break through that. And once that happened, he was able to achieve a lot more things, feel more productive, and um, and move forward from there.
0: For someone who's not experienced hypnotherapy, um, can you kind of maybe explain the experience? Um, so, you know, unfortunately, I think you've got, uh, you know, the, the stage performers, haha, you know, we turned it okay. into like entertainment performance and that sort of thing. Um, but but hypnotherapy is is a really great tool. And and can you, you know, again, kind of explain it from a more of a therapeutic um, and and just kind of a discovery um, process. Yeah, I'm glad
1: you brought that up because um, you know, as far as quote unquote mainstream hypnotherapy is kind of just that, you know, make, making people cluck like a chicken on stage yeah. and doing those kind of things. Um, but uh, Tony Robbins actually uses um, hypnotherapy in in different forms, and really from a therapeutic sense. Hypnotherapy is just bypassing the conscious and analytical mind um, and accessing the subconscious and being able to, once we've been able to do that, then we can kind of go in like code writers or software programmers, Mm -hmm. find where that bug is, find where maybe there's a virus or whatnot, or a glitch in the system and reframe that or rewire that, so to speak. So that way, those types of things that are causing a hindrance or a block
0: Um, can be removed or replaced. Yeah. Um, And like, um, what would be some examples, what would be maybe some other examples of, you know, I guess if we were to start rattling off, if you've ever experienced X, Y, Z, um, you might consider hypnotherapy. Yeah. Self-sabotage.
1: It's a very common thing (laughs) with entrepreneurs, um, fear of success um, you know, uh, reaching heights in a business that have never been reached before. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, multiple six figures is one thing, but seven figures just seems to be that one thing that's always out of reach, no matter how many uh, tries they may have, or maybe they'll get close and then kind of fall back and get close. So if you experience these kinds of things in your life where you're hitting the ceiling and you're not able to maintain that level, then a guarantee it's due to some sort of, deeply programmed limiting belief yeah. that we all experience as children. And so uh, a very common one is um, fear of success or fear of not uh, being good enough or worthy enough. Yeah. And um, so imposter syndrome, you know, over 78% of the United States experience some sort of imposter syndrome. And so um, hypnotherapy can be used to go back and identify a time in the past Maybe when the fa- your father or your mother or your older siblings kept telling you you weren't good enough or you'll never make it or you know, you're too fat or you're too skinny or whatever it is, we can address that through certain types of calls where we can kind of regress you back to that time in a safe environment. We can identify those, kind of release them psychologically, and then replace them and reframe them in a positive aspect. And so that's one of the more common ways that um, I use hypnotherapy with my clients.
0: Yeah. Hey. Um. So I did this. Um. I don't even remember what we talked about. Uh. To be frank with you. <laughs> but I. What I do remember. So this was about. Mm, I must say about twenty years ago. Uh. That I did this. And my experience. Uh. I physically. Uh. Felt like I was. Did take an ayahuasca. Like it, it was like a very euphoric experience for me i felt like i was kind of like floating and kind of everywhere and nowhere like how do you know like what's i mean why is the and again this all come, kind of coming from the brain or whatever but what's going on in the brain that that we have those physical sensations and, and and again anyone who's not tried this um you know your mileage may vary on like what it is for you what your experience is like but man it was just it's like Physically, the sensation was um, pretty incredible. Yeah.
1: So uh, essentially what ayahuasca, um, psilocybin, some different plant medicines will do, um, of which I've actually uh, done in a ceremonial um, uh, situation as well, is they put your brain in a different uh, um, brainwave state. And so mm-hmm. usually those lower brainwave states like alpha, theta, delta are um, associated with um, increased Um, neurotransmitters like serotonin or or dopamine rather Mm -hmm. to really get you feeling good euphoric one with yourself Um, and so what I do regularly actually is I use um, isochronic tones that I've created over the past year to get my brainwave state into a deep theta uh, meditative state and so there you can Um, solve, do a lot of creative solving. You can do a lot of um, uh, uh, creative planning, visualization, Um, a lot of these things of which I take all of my students and clients through. And what what you're talking about coming out of that deep theta, which is really associated with a vivid dream state. So it's almost kind of like you're having a really vivid dream. You're sleeping and it's crazy. You can see yourself there and then someone wakes you up. And then you wake up and it's like, you're really just kind of like, whoa, you know, you have to kind of get everything going. And it's really uh, all it is, is just associated with a different type of brainwave state that you're pulling yourself out of.
0: Yeah. Um, Now, you know, you know, imagine then that you are able to start chipping away at those, you know, those deep, rooted, you know, kind of like maybe it's ideas about success or money. You know, I know, you know, I, I heard some pretty negative messaging about money early on in my life, you know, that rich people were bad or somehow stealing or manipulating or not being fair or whatever. Um, I don't believe that logically, yeah. but, you know, at, at a deep level, um, sometimes I've caught myself is particularly, you know, I'd say earlier on in my life, you know, and i am like, wait a minute, Am, am I not doing this thing because I have a fear of success? And mm. it's very subtle. Uh, it's, um, you know, the, those those negative beliefs. Like, it's hard to even consciously identify them sometimes. But again, you know, if someone's like, well, why didn't I do this? Why was I afraid of this? Why was I, you know, and we start asking our questions like that. We're like, yeah, I guess, I don't know why I did that. And, you know, that's where that exploratory, you could kind of start to discover that, understand it. Um, I I guess, Matt, where I'm going to get to with this question is, um, I know that this is an effective tool. I I wish I remember what it was that... I, I can't remember what the issue was that I went into a, I had a friend who was a hypnotherapist. That's I said, stuff. come on in, blah, blah, blah. It was great experience. I can't forget what, what it was. I was like, yeah, I want to work on X, right? And I don't even remember what it was. But I, I just, again, like I said, I remember it was a, an extremely positive experience. Um, is this something that you kind of have to go back over and over and over again? Or is it kind of a, hey, yeah, usually your first session, you could probably do some serious damage on that negative thinking or the limiting beliefs? Yeah. It, it really all de- uh, depends
1: on how deep seated it is. Because sometimes yeah. we'll experience things in our twenties. Like let's say if we went to college or if we started our first new business um, and we experienced setbacks there. And maybe we prior to that, we didn't have anything that was kind of droned into us as a child. And so those are on a higher layer. Um, but like, for instance, I'll give you a quick ex- example of myself. I was raised in a very extremely strict um religious upbringing and so mm-hmm. it was a very common theme money is the root of all evil mm-hmm. um really rich people are you know bad it was kind of that whole thing and so for me personally it took multiple uh workings on layers so i would work mm-hmm. on a layer um through the help of getting uh, hypnotized myself or nlp through my own mentors and coaches and then i'd be fine for a while and then i would discover a deeper layer and yeah. so for me, it took a little more work, but every person is, <clears throat> excuse me, is different because it really just kind of depends on how far back in your youth, that particular, what I like to call code writing or programming was, was
0: made a part of your belief system. Yeah. Um, okay. So sliding then over to NLP, what sorts of uh, applications of NLP, like how do you see that getting facilitated effectively, like in, in, in a, in a very productive way?
1: So the way that I use NLP is really through, because NLP is, um, for lack of a a better word, a conscious way to uh, an actionable way to address the subconscious versus hypnotherapy is more of a passive, you put yourself in a very sedative state. Mm -hmm. um, And then we kind of go in and do that work. So NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. And essentially it's just understanding the communication model. uh, So that way we can communicate with our own subconscious mind consciously. And so in uh, the way that I use it with my students is take them through, give them the tools that they need to kind of identify. There's certain questions that you can ask yourself and Mm -hmm. your subconscious. It's like bringing up, you know, uh, writing. If you're a software developer, you can run a script and then it brings up all of this code and then you can identify it. And so what I do is, there's these specific questions I take them through, kind of give them some homework. They go through it and, and they identify the very first thing or feeling that come to mind and they write it down. And so what I call is that's essentially we're debugging your system. And we once we have all of that down, then we use NLP again in a certain way um, uh, with with phrases done in a certain way. So that way our subconscious can receive and understand it to essentially overwrite those Uh, you know, those things about self-worth or fear of success or money or not being good enough, not being able to love or not being able to receive love, whatever that is. Um, In a really quick kind of nutshell, that's really kind of what NLP is, is overtaking the subconscious consciously with physical actions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, just kind of browsing through your social media, um, I I see that you've done some stuff around, uh, you know, I, I like that you're kind of addressing pain points, right? About like, are you a procrastinator? You know, here's some tips. Are you experiencing stress and anxiety? Uh, Here's, here's some things that you could do. Let's grab one of those. Let's, let's talk about like um, worry, for example, like I'm worrying about money. I'm worrying about no customers. I'm worrying about going out of business, right? Or whatever, like the Mm -hmm. stuff that comes up. I'm just maybe thinking of some stuff that earlier stage entrepreneurs might be, uh, not just earlier, (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, any business owner, like, you know, this stuff might come up for you time to time. And and it's like, you know, when it creeps in, you're like, come on, please. Like, let me just get to work and solve this problem. I don't need to worry, but any, any recommendations on like how, to curb um, negative emotions like worry uh, without necessarily you know a uh, 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 you know a 45 minute hypnosis session.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, first of all, it's important to realize that even someone myself who has many years of experience of doing this, you know, you're never going to get perfect to a point to where you never have negative thoughts. So number one, it's really important to understand that because I think that that's a misnomer sometimes. Um, You know, people think that they're going to get to a point to where everything's super easy and they don't have to deal with negative thoughts. So number one, um, that's important. What happens is, is just being able to recognize your thoughts, acknowledge where they're coming from, and then address them in that way. And so what do I mean by that? So usually most fears or worries are, are because we're trying to project ourselves in the future. Like, for instance, a perfect example was COVID, right? Oh, well, what's this going to do to my business? What, you know, what can happen? What are some things that haven't happened yet? And so whenever we find ourselves spiraling into worry or anxiety or depression, it's mostly because we are feeling a lack of control. We're not able to control the system immediately because it's going to happen or we're afraid of it happening in the future. And obviously we can't address that because that's in a future time. So being one, being in the now, in the moment and saying, okay, you know what? I don't want to worry about the future. What can I do now? What are some steps that I can take now to kind of divert that from happening? So that's one tip. Another tip really, um, you know, which may have been played out or a lot of people is, is spending a little time with some meditation. Um, You know, even I tell my students just literally five to eight minutes in the morning or in the evening when you can just find some silence sit there, focus on your breathing, and just kind of let your thoughts pass through your mind. Doing that really simple type of basic meditation and creating a practice with it, if not every day, but a few times a week helps to curb that anxiety and to keep you more of in a, a, what we call like a one state, a more calm state. So that way, when those worries and those anxieties do come, then we can address them. The last thing I'd like to share with your listeners is, find out why is it that I'm worrying? Because a lot of times we might be worrying because we have a million things to do and we don't know which one to do. And so this analysis paralysis comes up and then we either try to do it all or we don't do any of it. And so being able to take control of that in the moment is using, like I talk about in my book, um, a very simple method of choosing the top three or top five priorities and saying, which ones are priority, which ones can I do today? And then attacking those and living in the now in that moment, because that allows you to then kind of take control of something and you feel like you're taking control and that kind of curbs you, keeps you in the moment and not allows you to really spend a lot of time in the future where we don't have any immediate control.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, Tell me, Matt, about some of the folks that you work with, like who would be like a really, really great person to to reach out, say, Matt, let's chat. Uh, Love for you to help me break through some of this stuff.
1: Yeah. um, So the perfect person is essentially who who I was, um, you know, over the last, you know, eight to 10 years of building, you know, multiple businesses and that person that has, has, just really has done all the right things, right? You know what? I'm working, I'm hustling, I'm staying focused. I'm putting my goals to paper and I hit this point and then I fall back. And mm-hmm. if you can look back at, let's say the last year or two years or however long you've been in business. And if you see this consistent rise and then a fall and then a rise and then a fall, like what I call essentially like, you know, business on a roller coaster. And if you feel like you just can't get past or it's so hard to get past that particular level or goal that you've been trying to, These are the people that I really enjoy working with the most, Um, because once we do and it's not about doing deep work, it's not about let's go back to your childhood and Mm. rehash all of those traumas. It's about identifying an idea of what could have been implanted or an experience that you had. And then overriding that or using some particular tools that I provide to overwrite that and rewrite that with a positive thing and to what we call an NLP is reframe, reframe a yeah. lot of memories, reframing a lot of different things. Um, but those are the type of people that I really enjoy working with. The really hard workers, the go-getters, the ones that are out there that are just experiencing like they're hitting this glass ceiling and falling mm. back down, they're going up. And falling back down. Um, And, um, you know, it's hard to pinpoint a particular niche because I've literally spanned the gamut of people that I've worked with. But for most of the time, it's like startups, um, businesses that are usually between the three and five year mark because that's when you really experience that, you know, we're doing good, but we just can't seem to get past this hump type of thing.
0: Um, And so, if I were to narrow it down, I would kind of put it in that area. Mm. Fantastic. All right. Matt Aponte and, and just real quick, tell me a little bit. Uh- uh, about your book um, that you released this year, The Art of Kicking Ass and Taking Names." <laughs> yeah, It's absolutely. one of those books I want to say, I, you know, I got to say it like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so really, it's just in a culmination of the, the experiences and the techniques and the tactics I've used and implemented in my life over the past 12 years of my entrepreneurial experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I've done is I've taken the best things uh, that I use even now on a daily basis, morning routines, um, ways to kind of segment the day strategies, even down to uh, how energetically our office and our situation is set up um, to be more productive, certain little things that we don't even think of. I also use um, a lot of my experience back in, um, I used to be in video production and photography mm-hmm. for 15 years about how certain types of light temperatures affects us neurologically, um, the importance of sleep kind of like biohacking and nootropics. Yeah. So I take, instead of like spending so much time on all of these, cause you can go deep in all of them. I take the best parts of those that have really helped me to be able to become the person that I am today in my success. And I condensed it into that book in a very logical kind of a layering type of process through the chapters that you go through uh, to really help people. Cause the point of it is, is that you can get just as much done in a 30 to 40 hour week as what some people are doing 60 to 80 hours. And the whole intent for the book is to say, hey, look, I I get it. You're hustling, you're working. But the whole reason why you're doing what you're doing is to also have more time with your family, with your friends, to experience life, to travel, right? And so how are you going to do that if you're working 80 hours or 100 hours a week sometimes, of which I was doing and you feel you begin to feel that disconnect and you begin to say, no, I can't now to your children or your wife or your partner or whatnot, because I have to do this. So the whole intent behind the book is to show these very powerful, very simple to implement techniques that you can do on a daily basis, which help you win back your time, win back your life and establish a good, healthy balance to where you can have your cake and eat it too, or kick ass and take names and feel like you really achieved a lot at the end of the week.
0: I love it. Matt Aponte, your website, the MattAponte.com. When folks go there, what should they click on? What should they grab? How do they engage with you? Yeah. So there's um, at the bottom of the uh, page, you can
1: contact me. Um, there's my social channels there. You can reach directly out to me. Uh, but you can essentially kind of learn a little bit more about my story. Um, also, there's a, um, uh, a new coaching curriculum that I'm launching, which I'm not sure when this is going to be published, but it should be up there by the time uh, people go and check that out. And um, also you can learn more about my book. And then if you like some kind of light reading, there's my story too, of kind of my journey from entrepreneurialism since I was 16, all the way to now where I'm 42.
0: Mm, Fantastic. Matt Aponte, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.